podcasts you love. From fabulous people. This, this Week, week in gay. gay. This Week in Gay! <laughs> A brand new podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm also known for a Shanty No Lemon and the Gay Comedy Podcast. But today we are starting This Week in Gay, a brand new show to feature all your weekly gay news. And joining me is a plethora of people, thankfully enough to join me this evening, and from no particular order, simply in the way that Skype is presently displaying them, although with this latest version of Skype, they tend to move the things around the window every five seconds. But from Spanking B. Arthur, we have Matthew. Hey there. And the wise and whimsical guy from Down Under, Emrens, we have Arthur. G'day. We have longtime fellow complainer from the JT Online podcast, Mr. JT. Hello, hello. And I'll see now. They just moved in because you, you said something, so now I lost my place. And from Michigan, the great state up north that's quite beautiful, we have that blue jeans guy. Hello. And lastly, but not least, we have from the Seder Spear podcast, we have Seder 69. Hey, baby, how you doing? <laughs> I think we're all doing great this week, and um, I can tell why everybody's happy, but... Uh, Oh, let's just say it. New York passed gay marriage. Although I was hearing that it's not in full effect yet, and it may actually be contended, which may delay it, but it seems to be a big step forward because we all know whatever happens in New York transcends throughout the rest of the nation. So, guys, thoughts, feelings, emotions. Go New York. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, cool. Okay, you guys, this is a new show. You have to get a little more in depth than that. Well, you know, I'm happy for New York. Just being a Californian, I'm still bitter. Mm. Yeah, well, once, once Prop 8 is overturned, California will, will become the biggest state with marriage equality. Oh, this once, is true. If, once. No, yeah. when. It's inevitable. It is. They're just taking so goddamn long to do it. Yeah. Yeah, where's the current status right now with Prop 8 for those of us that have been out of the way? Nothing, nothing's moved. The only thing that happened was that the anti-gay industry had filed a suit to try to have the Walker decision voided, saying that he had a conflict of interest. And the court threw that out, right. saying essentially, well, if that's a conflict of interest, then no judge can rule on anything because everybody has a conflict of interest okay. about something. Did you just say that the anti-gay industry? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think that's, I think that's pretty yeah. well put. That's, exactly. that's the phrase that what, everybody's what using What exactly now. is – I've never heard that term before. What is that? It is the group of so-called organizations that exist solely for the purpose of fighting gay and lesbian people and our rights, specifically marriage equality, but not just that. And they are in it to make money and they make mm -hmm. bucket loads of money by doing it. So they're an industry. And it, okay. It, it so gets, is it like, like they, they keep up themselves or is it like these big industries like you know different – people we we would know of that we need to boycott or something i think our listeners no it's know. not companies they're not company well not literally companies they are groups like focus on the so-called family american so-called family association 
Um, God hate, GodHatesFags.com. No, no, that's that's not actually not part of them because they're even a more radical group. Right, Just right. The, the ordinary groups, the, the spokes bigots who always go on TV and have to spout their their side of things all the time, even though there's there's no reason for them to be there. The the groups that are certified as hate groups by the Southern Poverty Law Center, all of those sorts of people are all part of the anti-gay industry. And by using that phrase, we get around the problem of having to talk about them as religious groups because then they can capitalize on that and say, oh, you people, you're anti-Christian. Well, no, we're, we're anti-bigotry. Uh, we actually have a Christian here on the show this evening, a.k.a. David. Ooh. Yes. So, And it just goes to show that you can be religious and open-minded as well. Yeah, well... <laughs> there, there are a lot more people who are of a religious or spiritual nature who are a lot more open-minded. It's just that we're so busy dealing with our own stuff and our own lives that we don't have time to deal with anybody else's. Well, there's also religions that don't necessarily believe that you know gays are going to hell as well. So, right. <laughs> so uh, one of which I happen to belong to. Right. Yeah, so obviously. All righty. Guys, uh, any other thoughts about the uh, the issue? Uh, basically, New York this week. I mean, I think it was a big victory. And uh, uh, is it is it a case where basically all the blue states are going to get this first, and then the red states are just going to be lagging behind very slowly for many years? Well, didn't Iowa was one of the first states, and that's more Republican. It is solidly Republican, right? And that was the first, one of the first to give at least some type of rights. Yeah, how did that, that happen? Was, that was through <laughs> a, a court decision, though. And yeah. as soon as the Republicans can figure out a way to do it, they're going to try to repeal it. It's just it, the, the question is, will they run out of time? Because the, the situation in Iowa is that it has to be a constitutional amendment has to be proposed in one state legislative session and then passed again in the second one before it can go to the voters. So at the moment, you're looking at 2014 at the earliest before it could go to the voters. And if it does go to the voters, it will be repealed. I don't think there's any doubt about that because the state is too conservative um, to do it. But if they can wait long enough, <laughs> wait for the, I don't know, the, uh, the public to catch up, then that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And, well, the unfortunate other thing that happened was during the last, uh, well, during the last elections, uh, some, if not all, of the, the Supreme Court justices who ruled to um, grant those rights got um, voted out. It was just a few because there were only a few that yeah. were up. But the group that was behind that, one of the main groups behind that, was the National Organization for Man-Lady Marriage. And they've just pledged $2 million to defeat Republicans in New York, in Republican senators in New York State who okay, voted for marriage equality. Did you say National Organization for Man-Lady Marriage? Yeah, I don't call them by their proper name because that would that would imply respect that I don't have. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought that was like the actual name. No, well, it, that's what they they promote, and so I thought, well, let's be clear about what they're talking about because they're not actually for marriage; they're only for man lady marriage. Okay, and, I was about to say. Or, or yeah, I'm some, sorry. If Dan Savage can make Santorium, Santorum a word, yeah. we can do this for <laughs> man lady. Exactly. <laughs> And Absolutely. they do it to us all the time. Every, oh, yeah. every one of their sites, when they refer to the word gay, it's always in quote marks. And right. so I, do, I return the favor. Whenever I refer to them on my blog, I always put Christian in quote marks because they're clearly not. Right. Um, and I've noticed that the, their latest term, they, they have terms just like we do. Their latest term, when they refer to, to same-sex marriage, they call it counterfeit marriage. Oh, my God. Ooh, and they refer to their own as real marriage. 
And so I've started referring to their counterfeit theology and their counterfeit biblical interpretations, things like I that. I like opposite yeah. marriage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard that oh, yeah. one, too, opposite yeah, that, marriage. That one should, that, that mem died out way too soon. Yeah. But then again, so did her, her uh, campaign, thankfully, but, you know. Well, all right. Any, any, Matthew, any thoughts on yes. your end? I know you're in California, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. And your thoughts? On the New York thing? Well, also on marriage uh, in general. Oh, on marriage in general? Um, I'm, uh, I'm for it for other people, against it for myself. Um, unless they're rich, then I'm all for it. <laughs> because this is a 50-50 state. So... Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think it's great. I love seeing the progression. Um, it's going to happen. Um, I don't know. It, it's fine with me. All right. I, I really don't have an opinion. I'm, for me, it's a very wait and see. You know, it, it, it'll happen, but I, want, I know that they're going to get up to their tricks first, so I'm not jumping through. You know, I'm not jumping up and down just yet. Well, it's a constant battle. I mean, it's two steps forward, one step back a lot, so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and I just quoted a Paul Abdul song. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize for that. Well, it's a gay show. You're allowed to quote Paula. You know, if she seems so normal to, like, the third season, and then it just. <laughs> uh, I, well, it I, was revealed she was on some kind of medicine that that was kind of knocking her for a loop. I love uh, Kathy Griffin's little take on her with the eyes. It's like the one eye. <laughs> the one eye's like, I want to go to sleep. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> All right, so moving on, uh, we have uh, the follow-up, and this is actually a couple, it's a little bit uh, over a week ago, but Tracy Morgan meets homeless LGBT, LGBT youth at the Ali Forney Center. Am I saying that right? Ali Forney? Um, so basically this seems to be sort of his, uh, you know, his apology for his rant and whatnot. What do you guys thought on this? I, it, I'm of the mind where I wasn't quite, sh I never saw a video or heard audio recording and though it's it, the way they typed it sounds really, really bad. I'm curious on the connotation of what he was talking about previously up to that. So what, what are your guys' thoughts on Tra Tracy Morgan's little rant that he did? I don't think that there is any type of uh, connotation or anything else that can lead up to the things he said and uh, justify it. So I think the only reason he did this is because uh, he found out, oops, I messed up and uh i could have my paycheck taken away so i better uh cover my poo no yeah, I, I i think it's worse than that i think he's being forced to do this mm -hmm. there's no there's Absolutely. no thought on his part that i might lose my paycheck this is the network and probably tina fucking Fay herself saying you will do this because i'm sorry i, I i've been very adamant about this i do not accept his apology what he said was pure hatred and nothing can make up for it. If Absolutely. you look at the at the news conference he had, it was very much akin, as Mo Rocca pointed out on Twitter, very much akin to a U.S. airman being shot down over Russia and then giving a news conference denouncing America. 
it was that same shell-shocked look that Tracy Morgan had sitting amongst all these homos that you know he hates. And you can tell it in his body posture and his vocal inflection and his eye contact that he hates these faggots. And nothing's changed. He's just doing a photo op and trying, uh, trying not to be fired. Right. And now initially, what he, can you recap what he said? He said that if his son was gay, he'd kill him or something yep. like that? He said that if my son came to me and turned and said he was gay, I would I would stab the little nigger to death. <laughs> and then he said, and if you think I'm think I'm being harsh, you faggots need to get a thicker sin. I mean, if you can take a dick up your ass, you can take these jokes. Oh, okay. Well, so, now, then let me ask you this though, because the because I mean, what he said isn't too far off what. Lisa Lampanelli says in her act, but you obviously know she's saying it as a joke and doesn't mean it. So is it just the case that we know particularly that he said it in a certain way, his tone, his inflection, that he, he you could tell that he definitely did mean this when he said that? Or According is it According to the initial initial report from the guy who was at the show itself, he said this segment veered off his comedy. It it really felt more more rant than a comedy routine. And besides, Lisa Lampanelli, for all of her faggot jokes, never says she wants to stab somebody to death. That's a death threat. Not to mention the fact that she makes black jokes and she married a black man. So it's not like, you know, he's making gay jokes and, oh, by the way, half my family's gay and I love them. Oh, she married a, She actually got married? Well, at one point, I think she's divorced now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes. But okay, yeah, it's it's always a fine line of comedy, and then okay, that's not comedy. Like the um, the whole guy from um, Frasier had the similar incident where it was like it was comedy, then it just veered off course, and you could tell it wasn't necessarily. Uh, it was more personal, and, and you mean Seinfeld, Michael Richards? Uh, Seinfeld. Yes, I'm sorry, yeah. Michael Richards from Seinfeld, and basically where he just uh, you know he. You could tell it was it was it was a heartfelt rant instead of necessarily a comedic rant. I would definitely call that a meltdown. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, what else did what else we got uh, happening this week? Um, we have the in lesbian couple yelled at for kissing at a Twins baseball game. And uh, would anyone like to read this article? I, I would like to at least read a couple of these articles for people who don't know what's going on. Someone with a deep voice. <clears throat> Blue jeans guy. <clears throat> I say we're, we're gay. We okay, don't well, have deep Let me voices. get the link up here. Okay. Taylor Campioni and Kelsey Culpepper. Excuse me. Taylor Campioni and Kelsey Culpepper, two lesbian women from Minneapolis, were recently scolded by a Target Field security guard for what they called a brief kiss. <laughs> After seeing the quick peck on the lips, the guard told the women that we don't play grab ass here and that they must adhere to the Ten Commandments while at the stadium. That ruined our entire evening, said Campioni. We were super upset. We felt super uncomfortable. The security guard has since been reprimanded, but continues to work at the stadium, says Kevin Smith, a spokesman for the Twins. That behavior is just unacceptable, Smith says the biblical put down. A security guard has received both a verbal and written reprimand and will be put in his personnel file, and he understands that that is not an acceptable behavior. So this begs the question, because I just went to a baseball game, and... It, baseball in itself and football tend to be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
very violent, competitive terms of sports and whatnot. So I don't know. What What are your thoughts? Should gay, should us as gay people even bother with sports at this stage of the game? Because it seems to me that the sports administrations, especially with the NBA, don't seem to be very opening towards gay people in general. Hell Scott's yes, a good one to talk about that. Hell yes, we should still follow sports. <clears throat> yeah. I'm still stuck at the fact that you think that baseball is a violent sport. <laughs> <laughs> actually, football, because every time we football, somebody wins or loses. Or actually, no, now it would be hockey, so we have, we have riots. <laughs> Vancouver. Well, yeah. What I mean, I'm getting here is that we should adhere to the Ten Commandments. What, did nobody steal a base that game? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if giving a kiss is playing grab ass, the guy needs an, ana- an anatomy lesson to know where God, ass yes. is. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I guess that's all that we could be said. And maybe it's just because it's in Minnesota. <laughs> no, I take that back. I know a very lovely uh, a lot of people from Minnesota. And they're very yeah. lovely. So yeah, but uh, uh, Fairy lovely. Princess Holly for one. Yes, yes, they're lovely people. A eh? No, yeah. that's Canada. Actually, a similar yeah, thing. Me, me for two. Strange, yeah. They're, they are in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> a, a similar thing happened out in Oregon about three years ago. And uh, the the couple um, actually, um, I believe, they uh, got an apology out of it yeah. from the from – the, Stadium or whoever runs that stuff. I want season tickets. <laughs> yeah, is, right? it, is it apology all we need at this stage of the game, or is it? I mean, do we need something more? Well, well I think it depends on the situation. Hmm. Uh, I'll, wait, does somebody else want to talk? I'll shut up. I talk. A now, go ahead. Go ahead. And then uh, I'll butt in. <laughs> in. In this case, it's one security guard who is not. It's not the organization. It's not the team. It's not the. Um, MLB. It's one security guard who makes this comment. Yes, and an apology is okay in this situation, I think. And season tickets for the Lesbos. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to Tracy Morgan, no, he was speaking for himself. And it was really hate-filled, not ignorant. Therefore, his apology is not acceptable. And by mm-hmm. the way, I'd like to point out, do you notice how in the article they said it was at the Target Center to make sure everybody associated Target with the with that, that stupid security guard? Well, has the Target recently been trying to make a big comeback towards the gays and whatnot and been doing a lot of pro-gay stuff? I think they just released it. It gets better video with Target employees. Am I wrong? Look, I don't think Target can do anything to salvage their image at this stage. Mm-mm. The the it gets better i haven't seen the it gets better video but a lot of people are saying oh it looks like they're forced to do it well that's the sort of thing that critics probably would say and the funniest thing is when i lived in minneapolis i I swear at least half of my friends all worked for target yeah i know ever go to target everybody's gay in fact there's a big cruising spot at the target down near osu campus around here so you think it was disney (laughs) yeah uh well um I think the point that, that everybody's skating past here is the guy did get disciplined. You know, it wasn't one of these, well, if those lazies don't like it, they don't have to come back. It wasn't that kind of, uh, of remark. It was saying, yeah. look, we said this thing is unacceptable. It's been dealt with. Uh, the guy's obviously been verbally and, and uh, 
you know, written up. And I don't know what their, their employment policy is, but, you know, typically in most places it's like three or four write-ups and you're gone. Uh, so, you know, so at least celebrate the fact that the guy did get disciplined. Um, you know, an instant termination probably isn't going to happen in most places just because of um, most companies are skittish to do something like that. But I'm just glad the guy got did get written up for it. Well, and I don't necessarily think that maybe instant termination because I'm always of a fair mind of people deserve a second chance. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, as long as I, I, they, I think they dealt with it in the very appropriate manner. So I'm saying you, know, you do have some fringe elements even within our community, believe it or not, who would say fire the guy instantly. You know. Well, but see, what is that? What does that show for us for being uh, people that can forgive? So. You know, it shows we still have our we have fringy people just like everybody else. Right. Just our fringe is more fabulous. Well, speaking <laughs> there you go, there you go. Speaking of, speaking of fringe, and then also speaking of sports, there is uh, David Tyree. Is that how you say his name? Has sort of become the football star for the anti-gay industry, and uh, there is a video of him actually talking about how he doesn't want his children to grow up thinking that gay is normal. And the interesting thing that caught me out of this video, for the amount of it that I could stomach, was that he said that children growing up in households, you know, this is and this is the same old argument with two men cannot, you know, be taught, you know, if, if it's a if the child is a a girl, she cannot be taught by two men. To which I went, hmm. So I guess as you know, a white person, I cannot be taught all the problems that the black people had to go through by my white parents. So a complete fallacy of argument on his behalf there. But um, used to say this guy has is, is basically come out and I, they're using him as the spokesperson for a lot of things because, you know, he's a football star. He's, you know, very uh, dapper in looks and everything, and he seems to be well-spoken. Um, what are your thoughts? Do we see this guy as a threat to us or are just another blowhard? I think he's just another blowhard. And on a side note, Tim Tebow is pissed that the spotlight got taken away from him. Oh, oh, really? Where, where's, oh, yeah. he, where's Tim Tebow from? Give us a little background. Uh, I know he's a he's a football player. Good looking, by the way. Uh, I think he was a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, he's the uh, Saints, isn't he? Yeah, yes, I believe so. And he's been one of the poster children for. Um, uh, uh, religious conservatives and everything else. Um, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> again, you know, it it's one person's opinions, but at the same time, I, I wonder, you know, um, how exactly his team feels about uh, their name be, basically being uh, used by uh, him. Ex-football player. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Ex. Well, I, I was trying to read this stuff here, and people keep typing, and like it's 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 <laughs> it's turning all the links white against a white background. Oh, I'm sorry, that's very me. bad design. <laughs> that's You're a gay man; you should know better than this, Anthony. You don't put white on white. It's well, great. In that, that it's, respect. It's great just because you're using a PC with that accurate color coding. Uh, excuse me. Excuse. Oh, yeah. See, here's the proof he doesn't listen to podcasts. I switched two years ago. No, you did. Oh, my yes. gosh. I remember that. Busted. Oh. By the way, switched via a person from <clears throat> Minneapolis, St. Paul. 
Congratulations. So there, there is good that comes out of Minnesota. So, 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 so once again, some, you guys should have listened to me five years ago when I was, everybody went, oh, you're crazy. And now everybody switched to back. It's like, thank you very much. My five year, that's, I remember when I was young and Mac Apple wasn't doing so well, I, I forced my dad to get a Macintosh. And then the next day, Microsoft bought all that stock and he threw the paper in my face. And then like, just like two uh, quarters ago, Apple had their biggest quarter and I, threw it back in my dad's face saying, see, you should have listened to my younger self. My 15, my 15 year old ideology was correct. Anyhow, <laughs> I will go into my issues. All right. <laughs> Millions of people with Tato glasses and pocket protectors just cheered everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Now, what, what, what should be the next story guys? I, uh, you know, what's, I have a whole list here, but I'm, you know, there's a, Let's see. Well, a couple of these actually are kind of old as I'm going through my list here because the we had the anti-gay Christians uh, pray against same-sex marriage, but obviously that's old news. So, um, oh, I'm actually, let's pray let's, against them. I'm sorry. I'm going to pray against them. <laughs> Fantastic. Actually, since uh, since we're talking about states, uh, let's go to Michigan, where the state court of appeals rules against gay panic as a defense claim. And uh, who wants to read this one? Other guy with a low voice, Arthur. <laughs> Me. Yes, you. <laughs> I, am. I have you guys on the show because I can't read worth shit. So. <laughs> That's why you guys are much more talented reading from a teleprompter than I am. So that's why you Jeez, guys that's are. a long one. Arthur, I'll, I'll take this one. Okay. I'll Thank take this you, one. You can get the next one. <clears throat> this case arises from the beating of Ryan Young. In the early morning hours of June 11, 2009, Young was celebrating his birthday with friends at a local bar. Defendant was also at the bar. Young did not know Defendant, but Defendant joined Young and his friends at their table, and Defendant and Young talked and became acquainted. At about 3.30 a.m., Young and Defendant were dropped off at Young's apartment. Young testified that he went into his bedroom to change and asked Defendant, did you want to do anything, or did you just want to go to bed? To which Defendant responded, yeah, I'm going to do something, <laughs> you fucking faggot. See, I made him Bronx. <laughs> Young testified that defendant choked him so bad that he could not get away from him, and Young thought he was going to die because defendant wouldn't get off me and just and just stop punching me. Young believed that he was fighting for his life. Young remembered defendant cutting off his oxygen until he passed out, and that when he came to, defendant was just still bashing my face in until he went unconscious again. Young believed defendant hit him a good 30 times. According to Young... He never tried to touch defendant, or and neither of them fell asleep, except from when Young went unconscious from the insult. That's nice. <laughs> Young testified that there was no discussion about flipping the television on or anything that he believed this was because defendant had the assault already planned. So and this this really did cover what the the result was. So they basically did they um, basically grab uh, the guy that, that attacked him then. Anyone? Anyone? Looks like. Wait, you, you mean he was arrested? Yeah. Yeah, he was arrested, but basically he mm. he was trying to do the gay panic uh, defense, and they basically <clears> said, "Ah, oh, that's the you're full of shit." That's like the Twinkie defense. Well, so far. <laughs> okay. Oh, so it's still going on then. 
Well, that was the Michigan Court, Michigan Court of Appeals. I imagine that that could be appealed to a higher court. Yeah, yeah. There, that's the in, that's the in between, and then the the final authority in the state of Michigan would be the uh, Supreme Court. Okay, so so, so this, is this case this case is still ongoing? Then, am I correct? Well, it could yeah. be. I, I don't I don't know that the defendant is going to appeal. Okay, this is coming from the Michigan Court of Appeals. And you're sure this wasn't an S and M date gone bad? <laughs> no, yeah, we're pretty. the safety word. You know this whole right. Titanic thing. Why did he go to the guy's house? Yeah, that does bring the question: If these guys have problems with gay, why are you gonna? Are you just gonna be that snarky and just go to a guy's place just to beat him up? If you, if you um, met a guy that night and at three thirty a.m. you go to his apartment, what else do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, but those those street guys have their they have like the they can like uh, they can uh, if they're cute you know you can kind of lose it at some time especially if you're drinking. Yeah, so I'm not. I was trying to to Google around and see exactly where this had happened. Um, uh, but I mean, this to me seems like the guy had a problem with gay people and he actively sought out a bar that catered to gay people and specifically target a person who is gay. I mean, a la uh, Matthew, Matthew Shepard. Shepard. Yeah. 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 Uh, this, this seems like a you know somebody trying to repeat that, that kind of thing, possibly even copycat it. Um, although many, 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 many years later. Uh, it's just... It, it, I think it the guy was exactly literally a copycat. Hmm? We had a similar case here in New Zealand, and it led to the end of that defense as a legal defense because of it. Yeah, um, it, was, it was much more brutal and it was an actual murder, but the, the, it's still the same. And they'll try that anywhere they can. Because, and part of what they rely on is the prejudice of the court uh, agreeing that, it, that, of course, all gay men will come on to all men, straight, straight or gay, all the time. And obviously the straight man has the right to defend himself against mm-hmm. that. And, but the problem is that that's not, it's not flying like it used to because – Judges increasingly, and also juries in some cases, are understanding that that's, a, that's an absolute nonsense, that, that nobody has the right to be attacked, that you, you can use reasonable force to get away from somebody, but you don't have the right to beat them senseless. You certainly don't have the right to kill them for it. Right. Right. Yeah, if you don't like it, just leave. I, exactly. I, yeah. It's, it's, if, you're, if, you, if you're purposely going to a guy's house and then you're going to turn around and do that, you obviously have devious intentions in mind. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we also have in the court news, New York judge allows you are gay de- defamation lawsuit to proceed. Uh, all right, Arthur, you get to read this one since you got to pass on the, on the last one. I got to find it first. <laughs> it's in the oh, show notes. I know. I'm scrolling looking for it, but, but there's all these gray ones that are distracting. Oh, jeez. Okay, so I will make things gray <laughs> from now on here. I'll highlight it red Oh, for that's you. why I couldn't see it, because the link for the previous one was hiding it. Sorry. Yeah. I'm um, trying to make this easy. Then as we go through the show, the ones we've covered, we changed to gray, and then the, it, it, this helps me. Okay. I'm, yeah. All right. Anyhow, please, please okay. continue, sir. This is in Yun. Oh, bloody hell. Yunati versus Mincola. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good job on that. Broome County Sup- Sup- Supreme Court Justice Philip R. Rumsey rejected the defendant's summary judgment motion and held that the assertion of homosexuality constituted defamation. This is a quote. While the law may at, at some point change in, in response to evolving social attitudes regarding homosexuality, 
The existing law in New York, as expressed by the appellate divisions, which this court is bound to follow, is that imputation of homosexuality constitutes defamation per se, Justice Rumsey wrote, citing 2007 appellate division, second department decision, and blah, 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 which cites a 1984 case, which they also <laughs> cite. <laughs> I'm not going to even try their names. <laughs> the point, the point, what they're saying there is that somebody can call, if somebody calls somebody else gay or, or suggests that they are, that that can be defamation. And what they're talking about is that it, it relates back to earlier court decisions. And the judge is absolutely right. They are bound by those earlier decisions, regardless of how society has changed in the meantime, until it gets to a higher court that has the standing to throw that out and say, no, that, that's no longer valid or the law has changed. So are they saying that if you call somebody gay, then that can be labeled as defamatory then? In those uh, court jurisdictions anyway, yeah. Okay. Not necessarily elsewhere because elsewhere that has been ruled – the courts have ruled that it can't be defamatory because society has moved on and it's no longer perceived as being a bad thing to be gay except obviously in certain circles. So if I were to call a famous celebrity gay, then he could still proceed to sue me because that would be labeled as de- defamation. As well, Tom that, Cruise often does. Uh, I wasn't going to say his name here. <laughs> it, it, get, it gets into that. Get, uh, defamation is a whole other issue because it depend, that depends a lot on how you uh, made the speech, what the context was, whether it was an honestly held opinion or you're just being mean. There's a whole lot of other issues that get involved in that. But the problem with celebrities of any sort, whether they're political or entertainment or whatever, is that if you say something like that, they have the deep pockets that they can take you to court, even if they ultimately lose, and it won't hurt them at all, whereas it could wipe out an ordinary person financially trying to defend themselves. So it's always best to just, unless you, you have some evidence or you're just expressing an honestly held opinion, because that's usually um, a legitimate defense. Um, right, and I, what, what, would be, what would be evidence? Please specify. I suppose if you sucked your dick. <laughs> <laughs> but what evidence... Yeah, photos. Okay, so if you ever take time, if you ever take a celebrity home, make sure you've got webcams everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just keep the dress. Hell, yeah. I just bring any trick home. I've got I get cameras everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was you. I thought that looked like you. Yeah. Sater, where's your web page again? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's take a quick funny break. Uh, we're halfway through the show here, and I want to make sure we uh, we enjoy ourselves. Sometimes the news can be a little bit depressing. Has everyone seen the Weird Al, the new Weird Al video performed this way? Hilarious. No, I haven't. Well, let's no, take I've a- heard about it, but I haven't seen it, no. Well, let's take a moment now to enjoy Weird Al in all his glory. I thought this actually turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to be, so... Let's take a quick break, and we're going to enjoy this. For those of you, I suggest you YouTube the Perform This Way official video from Weird Al. And I'll probably, I'll probably cut in. The, I wonder if I could cut in this. No, you know what? I don't want to get in trouble, but we'll play it here, and I'll cut this out. Well, you're, you're mentioning it in, in an editorial format. And, oh, yes, I can. So I can play this. Right. So it's constitutionally protected as much as his parody is. All right. Well, then uh, we'll go ahead and play <laughs> and, this. And uh, Weird Al kind of wants this spread around, too. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I think the CGI is incredible. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Now, is this the actual video with... Um, uh, Lady no. Gaga and some parts? No. 
It's just a skinny girl that's in some of these scenes. Yeah, yeah he's found a body double. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just um, facial replacement. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> Whoever is the costumer for this video did a very good job. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, he's been performing this live already, and he's got uh, a couple costumes I think he uses for this. He's got more costume changes in live than Cher does. Yeah, I've actually seen him in concert a couple times. Uh, we've seen him several. He's amazing. <laughs> I love the Madonna take. <laughs> I think porcupines are going to come in now this season. <laughs> Could very well. <laughs> oh, I know. Making fun of the base city native. And uh, the backup boys are kind of nice. Taj Mahal, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I just finished that by and I'll wait for everybody else to catch up. Let me very, know. Very good. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> I'm done. Done. Oh, so that was his first time he admitted that he's done drag. So, What's, what I find funny is that if you go back to his UHF movie, um, like two of the people we know are bigots. <laughs> yeah, that the I forget her name that played the main love interest. That's the religious chick now. That's all crazy and anti-gay. And then we had. The Seinfeld guy again that was also, you know, you know, racist and whatnot. So poor Weird Al doesn't seem to be able to hang around with decent people, I guess. So that or the the people just end up getting bad career choices or bad life choices. Who was his love interest? Victoria Jackson? Victoria Jackson was in UHF. Gosh. She went went bug nuts crazy, didn't she? She did go crazy. That was the funniest damn thing I ever saw and better than anything she ever did on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it was a I great swear, movie. It was a great movie. For the first yes. few minutes of that of that interview, I really thought it was a joke. Yeah, Oh, exactly. you're talking about her on her CNN yes. appearance. Yeah. I was so honestly funny. It's like, was laughing. Yeah. 
Well, I thought yeah. she was actually pulling a ploy and then she was going to come out in like five days and say I've changed my mind or something. That was going to be like sort of like an Andy Kaufman type thing. But unfortunately, yeah. that doesn't seem to be the case. She's actually that batshit crazy. If anybody well, could actually make Anna Nicole look smart. <laughs> well, the thing that cracked me up during that interview is you see her kind of looking out, like she's looking out of the corner of her eye like she's trying to remember the talking points. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, so which talking point do I go with next? And what was the thing they told me in rehearsal to say? And yeah. It's almost like She's I, it's almost like she was looking at cue cards off camera, even though hardly anybody uses cue cards anymore. But it was just so funny seeing her do that. It was just like, like okay, which Bible so what did I say next? Uh, uh, okay, a- am I supposed to do the backflip now? Okay, yeah, yeah it, it, it was it was like two shows she was having to recite her her prepared bible verses which i love how every bible verse that's ever quoted on the news channels is never exact to either the king's james version or the new international version but i digress they use the, the they use the we make stuff up version exactly uh-huh. well it's always quoted out of context and oh, yeah. um the the one attack passage that's used uh, frequently about, um, was it loving another man as if a woman, refers to uh, being with a, a, ritual, a religiously ritualized prostitute, essentially. Um, for the historical context of when that verse was written, uh, there were people who worshipped a specific god, and the way they worshipped that god was to have sex in the temple, and they had sex with Boys, men had sex with boys to worship that God in particular. So that's what it's talking about. It's not talking about, you know, two consenting male adults practicing their love for each other in every possible way. Right. Um, it's talking about a ritualized worship that, honestly, now today would be considered child abuse. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, David, we, you and me get we think we discuss that on your David Salon show. I mean, we could go in and hour into death on Bible verses and the, the mistranslation stuff like that. Right on, baby. <laughs> but we'll have to save it for another show. A year. <laughs> All right. So we have also in the news six glad board members resign. All right. Who wants to read this one? Don't all jump at once now. All right, I'll read it here. Let me let me get uh, let me get it up here. I bold faced it for you so you can find it. The bold face lie. I, <laughs> I found the link. I was just well, waiting for it to load. That's okay. We'll wait. We'll wait for you to get it up and for it to load. Mm-hmm. Baby, <laughs> brown cow. Hey, the controversy Hot. that prompted the resignation of Glad President Jarrett Barrios has widened to include the departures of six members of the group's board of directors. Politico reports. Six board members of the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation have resigned amid the fallout over the organization's letter in support of AT&T's proposed bid for wireless rival T-Mobile, a person familiar with the matter told Politico. Some board members were said to have resigned because of concerns that GLAAD failed to adhere to its conflict of interest standards and to protest GLAAD's failure to protect its president, Jarrett Berrios, who submitted his letter of resignation to the group Saturday, amid a growing backlash in the gay blogosphere over the group's AT&T stance. Berrios had signed the letter Glad sent to the FCC in support of the wireless mega deal. Okay. So does anyone want to give the backstory <laughs> on this one? Does anyone I, know the backstory? I kind of know it, but... Uh, okay, is- so supposedly, uh, AT&T... Okay, we have to go further back in time. 
AT&T is a uh, quote-unquote proud sponsor of GLAD and donates a lot of money to them, which GLAD gladly (laughs) 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 And then when AT&T was was doing their takeover of T-Mobile, GLAD put out a letter – Recommending it and saying it was for it, it was it was a good good thing, and now you know there's a lot of controversy. Well, did AT and T basically bribe Glad to do this? What's getting me is this growing backlash. I haven't seen any growing backlash. I never saw anything before this all happened. That, that's do we me. really care? That's me. Suddenly I'm finding out somebody's resigning from GLAD because there's this big, huge controversy that blew up. And I'm like, what controversy? Yeah. And I didn't even know who was who was head of it until all this happened. Yeah. it's. it's, I mean, is it really that big of a deal? I mean, ethically, there would be a problem with this. But I mean, and and I'm not wanting to take the 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 route of, you know, everyone else is sticking their head in an oven. So we should do it as well. A kind of argument, but I mean, these things do happen all the time. Um, I don't know that people should resign for it, but I think certainly that the the lines needed to have been a little less blurred on stuff like this. Well, transparency is always a good thing. Well, yeah, it but, always is. But I mean, look at our it, politicians it was interesting in Washington. The anti-gay industry was trying to use this as an example of how corrupt gay activists are. And it just it wasn't connecting because the argument didn't make any sense. Partly but because they like accept bucket loads of money. Companies that are in the same situation that AT and T has has uh, given them monetary backup, and they supported this as well. Glad's not the only one that is suffering yeah. from this. Yeah, I mean, I'm more pissed off that Glad is backing this goddamn Tracy Morgan apology than this. <laughs> well, if anything, I, all I could say is. I love my iPhone. Please be nice to AT and T. Oh, glorious iPhone! Mm. <laughs> 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 All right, so Anthony, you need to get laid a little bit more often. <laughs> you want to go talk to my partner? You can tell that actually a little needs- bit. What's yeah. this um, little bit shit? A lot. I more. think you're the one who needs to be doing that talking or. Something, honey. All uh, right, so let's shoving play. body parts in his face. You so know, something. All right, so let's play a little uh, a role playing here. So you pretend you're me, and I'll be. Uh, no, 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 no. We are not going to go uncomfortable. <laughs> no, just just ask, just ask. It. Pretend you're me asking for sex. Uh, just... no, Anthony, I'm not doing that. <laughs> this is not the show that shall not be named. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm so not let gonna... me a- let me ask you: how, how many of you guys actually pay attention? Um, or put stock in anything that Glad really says or does anymore. I used Sometimes to a do. long time ago. Yeah, but, so that's so like 1992, I think. Yeah. I, I, I used to pay attention to them, and then it got to the point that if you sneezed in Hollywood, they would call you anti-gay. <laughs> or you know, or like, if they, they you stubbed a toe and it was a gay toe, suddenly you were fighting for the cause. Well, I remember actually it wasn't uh, it wasn't glad, but it was the commercial closet um, bringing up the, the the geeky thing again, which you know will cause a rise in Anthony's Levi's here. Um, mm. The 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 PC versus Mac commercials. There was the one where the guy talks about being able to do movies on iMovie, and the PC says, "Oh yeah, I can make I made a movie too." And they bring out this 
uh, guy dressed as a wo- woman and very horrible. I mean, like ratty looking wig, the whole kind of thing, uh, you know, ha- chest hair, the whole thing. And, and the Mac looks and says, um, first draft maybe. And they tried well, to say that that was Lindsay like, Lohan got work for that. Well, yeah, I was trying to, they were trying to say that, they, that it was, um, it was making fun of transgendered people. And I'm like, no. No, no more from making fun of transgender people than any Monty Python sketch out there, or the kids in the hall for that matter. Or you Little Britain. Yeah, right. Exactly. You or know, Bugs I mean, Buddy dressing up in a woman's out, out, outfit. Now exactly. that's hot. That was hot. <laughs> this is true. He made me question things. Hey, he, you know, he got to kiss Elmer <laughs> Fudd more than once, and I'm sure that made the daddies out there just happy, or the, the, the daddy chasers. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Uh, well, what can I say? Bugs Bunny made me gay. There you go. <laughs> no, actually, it was, um, I don't know for you guys, but really quick side story. Uh, it was uh, Adventures of Babysitting when they said that Thor was a homo. And I asked my mom, what's a homo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the embarrassment on her face. I'll never forget you it. You will be, honey, in about 10 years. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, she didn't. she wasn't hoping for that, so. All right, so on to the next story. We're up to Canada. Hey, Canada. Major party oh, opposes Canada. Major party opposes charity status for ex-gay charities. All right. <clears throat> Who wants to read this? Well, being the resident person really close to Canada here, I'll go ahead and read that <laughs> come one. Come on. Come on. Come on, Michigan person. By the okay. way, I love Michigan. It's so much more beautiful than Ohio. I will, I will go on record saying that. Except yeah, and your, if your boyfriend ever breaks up with you, we're going to be shit. You know that. <laughs> yeah, that too. Okay. <laughs> Goddamn Michigan people. Arr! Exactly. His boyfriend's from Michigan. So. <laughs> anyway, Canada's new Democratic Party has adopted a resolution opposing federal charity status for so-called ex-gay advocacy groups. Ex-gay Watch provides a quote from a party delegate. Delegates, an investigation published in September 2010 by the LGBT news blog Slap Upside the Head, revealed that Exodus Global Alliance, an ex-gay organization, that's spelled with an S, by the way, enjoys registered charity status with the Canada Revenue Agency. Ex-gay organizations, spelled with an S, claim that gay, lesbian, and bisexual people can be made straight. They take advantage of LGBT people, often in vulnerable family situations, where it grips with depression and self-hatred and browbeat them, saying that LGBT people never live happy lives, that we are unhealthy and unwhole, and that we never experience love, and that the only hope lies in their therapies. We see that they are selling snake oil with benefits given to them by the Canada Revenue Agency at present. Uh, you can follow the campaign to revoke these groups' nonprofit status on the blog, Slap Upside the Head. We need to bring this movement here. All right. So... Yay, Canada. i got to say that much <laughs> for him. Um, now, is Canada going... I keep hearing things of Canada getting more conservative, but is Canada still very progressive? Well, relative to the U.S., what isn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Canada Canada isn't a real country anyway. <laughs> Blame Canada. <laughs> well, I mean, Canada, Canada has been going more... They've always been more progressive than we are on a lot of different issues. Uh, they obviously have un- pretty close to universal health care. It's not exactly universal. 
Um, and they do have legal same-sex marriage in all provinces. Um, yeah, and, and they're really, really, really mad when they lose hockey games. Oh, God, yeah, yes. that, that threw me for a loop. When did that happen? <laughs> I was excited because they kicked our butt, so I was happy to see <laughs> that happen. Yeah. Uh, from, but, uh, from what I understand, though, the, the, um, the more conservative right is really starting to try to take a foothold again up there. Yes, yes. Yeah. They, the, the, the right in Canada is anti-gay and anti-abortion and gets a lot of its training and money from the U.S. anti-gay industry. That's always been the case. I'm still laughing at that anti-gay industry <laughs> term. It's always to laugh. JT, like learned a new term today. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. So, so, so what you're saying, I guess, Arthur, is that um, Sarah Palin should move to Canada. Well, oh, she'd we be more at home there. Wish. That's for sure. <laughs> Ew, There's more no. moose to shoot, and she can see Russia from <laughs> her backyard. <laughs> Well, I, needs I have to been over to, to Canada, and and I mean, I've been over to Canada, and our minister in our church is a, is a Canadian native, and um, that's one country definitely for sure. If I ever had to live anywhere else in the world, I would definitely want to live there. I mean, we went over to a visit at Windsor, which is just over the river from Detroit, and went in to eat at the supper club, kind of, or it used to be a, like a gangster's uh, house. They turned into a lunch club. $7 Canadian to eat at a buffet that was far better than anything I've ever seen in the U.S. Uh, great quality food. And we sat down at this one table and didn't realize that somebody else was already sitting there. He came back and he said, oh, join me. Go ahead. Let's let's talk. <laughs> I was like, yeah, across the river in Detroit, he pulled out a gun. <laughs> and then I also like to point out an observation. Around. You said we went over to Canada. Yeah. Was well, you, you have to, over you have to, to cross, right? Because um, well, in, in Detroit, you have to either cross a bridge or go under the go in the tunnel to get into Canada. Right, right. The, it Detroit, just yeah. It just seems to me a bigger issue. You know, I, I'm in Chicago, so I'm not near Canada. But just say I went over to Canada. It just you <laughs> just make it seem like it's you know going down the street to the Seven Eleven or something. It practically is. It practically yeah. For the most part, pretty much is. I mean, you you have to go through customs, but it's nothing like going through like. When I went to Australia, I mean, they practically strip searched us there. <laughs> oh, they well, strip searched you know, us for that. Oh, you wouldn't enjoy it, trust me. Wow. <laughs> oh, once, no, once I was in Australia, I loved it. Oh, no, I meant the customs people. They're not pleasant <laughs> to deal with. My uh, I see a can not. of Fosters you've smuggled out here. <laughs> Ugh. No, it's it, nobody in Canada. <laughs> nobody in Australia actually drinks fossils. I know, right? I know. I know. <laughs> right. I know. And you know, New Zealand is so small. I mean, Arthur, you probably know a couple of TSA agents over there, right? We don't have TSA here. We we we're not a fascist police state like the U.S. Oh, is. But you oh, have yeah. no internet, though. That <laughs> so I shouldn't take a plane from New Zealand anywhere because it's going to blow up. No, no um, nobody would get on. No terrorist would bother coming to New Zealand to get on a plane. Well, first of all, they wouldn't get in past the border because our security is doesn't have to I use racial profiling and all that other stuff. Mm. But even if they did come here, they wouldn't be able to necessarily get on a flight because they'd be on a no-fly list. So it's not going to blow up. But about this story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, we, I think we beat this story to death. So. Well, no, I just wanted to say two things. First – that um, the the story mentioned Slap Upside the Head, which is a site I have frequently recommended intensely because the author, Mark, is a friend of mine and has been on my podcast uh, a few times now. And also, the his very first post on this subject was based on a post that I had done on my blog because 
New Zealand had denied charity status to Exodus here in New Zealand. And for much the same reasons that they were talking about in, in the article that David was reading. And it uh, yeah. basically, they couldn't say that they would do anything good for the public of New Zealand. And therefore, it wasn't a charity and they wouldn't be registered. Well, there you go. And go, go New Zealand. We're protecting. Yeah. But aren't you guys like losing all of your internet rights down there? <laughs> no, yeah. that's slightly exaggerated. Uh, the, 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 there's a three strikes law. And the the burden of proof has moved slightly back to the way it should be for justice, that they have to prove that you did something illegal. I was going to say, they, Arthur, you're probably at like strike to like 65 by now, right? No, no. You have to have three warnings. <laughs> oh, and, that's your loophole. No, no, it's not a loophole. It's just they have to give you three warnings. And then theoretically, eventually, a future government could enact the part of the law that provides for Internet disconnection. Which, um, if you get those three things, which in their you method be, would be just cutting that transatlantic cable to just cut off all <laughs> internet to New Zealand. Well, Atlantic wouldn't do us very good because it'd be going to the other side of the world. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? That one cable thing that's strummed. Anyhow, all right, the Southern on. Cross is the main one. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just trying to be funny so, <laughs> and failing miserably at yeah, it. Keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So JT had a story uh, he wanted uh, he wanted us to talk about real quick and this is a uh, come on computer trans woman wants drag acts banned from pride festival jt since you suggested this i'm gonna make you read it actually i suggested it oh i'm sorry he can't tell you guys apart Uh, no no i'm sorry i'm not paying attention well i got 15 windows open here guys it's very hard to be a host of a show i just i love this this is from this is from pink news and it's from England. A transgender woman in Calderdale is calling for the area's Pride Festival to ban drag acts or publish a disclaimer about them. <laughs> Rose White, 64, claims that drag acts promote negative stereotypes about trans people and encourage ha- hatred, the Halifax Courier reports. In a letter to Pride organizer, she, write, she wrote, now remember she's English, Drag queens, homosexuals, <laughs> dress as women, and drag kings, women, dress as men, performing a stereotypical cross-dresses promote, foster, and reinforce the belief among the audience that any bloke in a frock must be a homosexual. <laughs> the council needs to prevent anything that reinforces out-of-date stereotyping, like my outrageous acts. <laughs> if these people are allowed to perform in the town of Pride, they must have a prominent sign stating... We are homosexual men, not transsexuals. Pride organizers rushed off this white complaint <laughs> said that disclaimers would be a violation of privacy. Organizer Matt Gossage responded, okay. We will say privacy to control in any way the people that attend the event. Calderdale Pride <laughs> is all about inclusivity and freedom of expression. I think it's inclusivity. Yeah, whatever. Here, 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 lad. Very well done. Very well. Thank you. <laughs> frock. Really? Somebody said frock. Yes. Yes. That's so Priscilla Queen in the desert. <laughs> well, just... of course, dresses are usually called frocks in this part of the world, and in the in descendants of the empire. Yeah. yeah. Again, how somebody from another part of the world tells me that I'm an idiot because I said that. Get yourself nice. I'm, Amer- I'm an American. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> he apologizes for his uneducation and his bastardization of the English language. 
Well, you know, if anything, I, I think that uh, – well, any thoughts on this, guys? What are your thoughts? Besides, or just, besides being a wealthily acted part done by Sarah 16. Right there. <laughs> I, think I think it was a slow news day. Arms, like. Yeah, it, he made a good try. I, I think he could have practiced it a little bit more. Oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, I, I gave it I a mean, three at five. Hey, don't worry. I'm a stupid American, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, I can't say, you know – whether pride festivals in uh, in England, you know, started after the ones in America, but anybody who wants to sit there and condemn drag queens uh, needs to read up on their history of the Stonewall Revolution because yeah, who that. was it started it? That was I mean, the drag it, queens. exactly, it was the drag queens taking their high queens. heels off and bashing people over the and heads rent with boys. and rent boys. It, yes, that and too. a lot of other. Um, yeah, but the thing is, lots that's... of pissed off Judy Garland fans. Well, Actually, I've always died. read. I've always heard that that's a cultural myth. That um, it it's something that took on a life of its own because it was believable, but it wasn't actually true. She'd been buried a day or two earlier, right? And to to think that on on that Friday night, Saturday morning, that they were sitting around and they fought back at the cops because they were depressed about uh, a diva being buried seems a little bit far fetched to me. When um, they had been. Man. No, but that's the thing. They weren't necessarily the kind who would be upset about Judy Garland. A lot of them were really quite young, and yeah. Judy Garland wouldn't have been as relevant for them anymore. No, what I think it was is just that there was all of this police harassment going on, and they were responding in the only way they could, which was to fight back. They were just sick of it. They, they had had enough, and yeah. they, they fought back. But the thing about Stonewall, too, is that it isn't – and you, you may hate me for saying this, but it isn't terribly relevant outside the United States because – a lot of these countries don't have the same – well, they certainly don't have the same history that the United States States does with respect mm-hmm. to gay and lesbian rights. But although all of the – well, most of the world um, rights uh, or gay festivals and so on in some way refer back to Stonewall, none of them are held in June that I'm aware of, at least right. not in the southern hemisphere and because it's winter. And they don't – they don't keep talking about what happened in the U.S. in, in 1969. They talk about what happened in their own countries. Um, Sydney's Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras, which is one of the biggest uh, night – could very well be the biggest nighttime parade in the world, is – doesn't ta- ever talk about Stonewall. It talks about the things that happened in Australia with decriminalizing uh, homosexuality and all the rest of it. And the same is true in other countries as well. So although it's true that Stonewall – can influence festivals, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, like in Britain. I think what goes, what is more relevant there and why they were fighting back is because drag has also always been an integral part of the uh, gay and lesbian communities in these other countries, English-speaking countries anyway, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Britain especially. I mean, they've got a long history of pantomimes, for instance, which in, always involve cross-dressing. So yeah. that's really what the issue was more there, that... Although she, the, the transgender person sounds like she needs to get a, develop a bit of a sense of humor and maybe you know, back off <laughs> well, a little bit. Watch the, 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 the fact is still that, um, it, that drag is an integral part of their, of their culture. And to say take it away is just absurd. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think Wanda Wisdom said this one time on, uh, on her show that um, – for anybody to ever confuse a drag queen with a transgender is just ridiculous because a drag queen typically is such a distortion of, of, yep. of a female look that it's not meant to look real. Oh, yeah. I don't it's know. I'm watching almost, Paul's Drag I'm, Race and man. Okay. I mean, there are 
There are some very convincing ones. I will say that. Um, a friend who I, you know, uh, talked about on one of my previous shows was very convincing in drag, you know, as a female. Uh, but, you know, to ever try to suggest that that a drag queen and a, and a transgender person are exactly the same thing is somebody who really hasn't had a lot of experience with either. Because I have several yeah. transgendered friends and, you know, they are trying to pass as women uh, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. A drag queen... Not always. Uh, and certainly, you know, a transgender person is not going to get up in a beaded gown every single time and lip sync to the latest Lady Gaga song. Mm-hmm. Whereas a drag yeah. queen definitely will. Yeah, the, there's a whole bunch of, of different people. And transgender is, is not the same thing, obviously, as you're yeah. saying, as, as drag queens. But they're also cross-dressers who are not necessarily drag queens either. Right. They're very often heterosexual men who who sort of fetishize female attire and they wear it for probably sexual reasons. That's different yeah. again from drag queens. Yeah. And I mean, in Australia, New Zealand and the UK, drag queens are exactly as you described them. They're, they're over the top. They're, they're um, camp as we call them. They yeah. are, they're, they're not trying to be real women or to be perceived as real women. They're trying to be perceived as performers and that's completely different. Yeah. I mean, for anybody ever to try to, to try to uh, muddle the two up, it's just, like I said, they, they need to, um, I don't know. Do some introspective work is all I can think of. <laughs> you're here. You're exactly. here. Very well. Well done, lads. Well done. And with that. Cheers. Thanks a lot. With that, I think we will close this very first premiere, maybe even the pilot episode of This Week in Gay. Uh, gentlemen, I would like to give you all a moment to plug wherever you want to plug. <laughs> and I want to thank, uh, first of all, I want to thank Joe My God for providing a great blog, which. I got most of these stories from. And I want to say if you're looking for a great news blog, Joe My God, blogspot.com is a great place to get all your gay news. And that being said, let's just go around uh, as the way, once again, it's showing up in Skype currently. Uh, at first, uh, we'll, we'll deal with Arthur. Please tell Ooh, us about your I, show. I was never got to, I'm I sorry, never... not really deal with, but... I, yeah, um, just I almost go. <laughs> never, I almost never got to go first on the show that shall not be named. Um, well, actually, we're dedicating this show to the memory of that show. So, the, the, <laughs> uh, uh, to our to our um, absent friend, uh, we long await your return. So, yes, exactly. Um, well, I do two podcasts, a blog, and a, the occasional video. Well, I have done videos, and all of those are at amerins.com, A M E R I N Z dot com. All right. Next up, we have JT. JT, what do you plug in these days? <clears throat> Whatever I can. What's this Z shit? It's Z. It's a, Z. It's, it, U.S. is it, it, and parts of Canada are the only places in the world where it's called Z. Again, I show how stupid American I am. JTonline.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Stay tuned. That's it. All right. And next, we have Sater69. And I can be found at satersphere.blogspot.com with uh, episodes of the Satersphere whenever I get them out. And Well, you, you don't feel bad. Believe me, it's sometimes hard to get podcasters together in one room, so don't feel bad, bro. I'm all by myself. Bro. Oh, well, <laughs> no, then really. you have no Just excuse. The impaler. Yeah, he, he has in trouble getting himself in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> God, yes, he needs a shoehorn. Me, okay, myself, I just, and I. I just redeemed myself from all the stupid things I said. <laughs> <laughs> here, here. Well done. Well done. All right, I think we you have... get extra points for that one. 
And then, uh, with strangely, a picture of a pig on his profile. I don't know why. We have Matthew from Spanky B. Arthur. Um, you can go over and check out SpankyBArthur.com, which is now celebrating, I believe, its fifth year. And um, also, uh, my play Recovery Mode opened in Buffalo last night. And uh, so kudos to that. And Woo-hoo. that's kind of what I'm promoting right now. All right, and then last but not least, Mr. Blue Jeans Guy himself, David. Yes, that Blue Jeans Guy podcast, a weekly, mostly, uh, audio blog dealing with whatever's going on in my life. Uh, Also, currently doing the So You Think You Can Dance update with um, the Faye Driver of the Pink Wheel Nuts podcast and uh, the occasional special episode about something else. So check me out at That Blue Jeans Guy dot com could you go on any longer please (laughs) (laughs) hey 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 at least i have something to plug (laughs) thank you Uh, i got plenty of things to plug hey nasty mcbetter well guys this has been a great show you've been a great cast thank you so much for joining me once again folks you can actually find this now at thisweekingay.com or ashantinolemon.com for my other shows Probably changing over to the, I don't know, Shanty Network and featuring just this show because I can't get any of my other co-hosts to get into a room. But that being said, I'm going to try and do this as often as possible, hopefully every week, depending on who shows up. And please go give your support. And I expect all of you guys to be promoting this show on your next podcast. That being said, thank you all guys for joining us. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on This Week in Gay. Yay. Yay. I didn't know I was supposed to plug this thing. I want my auto audio removed. <laughs> <laughs>